0: Hi everybody, welcome back to the HubScale podcast. Uh, today we have an amazing guest on, Vic Mankosia. Vic, it's great to have you on.
1: Elliot, a pleasure to be on this podcast of yours and hope I can give you some insights into what I call 4.1 billion people in my backyard called Asia, Pacific, and Japan.
0: Awesome. Awesome stuff. No, it's uh, an amazing to have you on. I'm really excited about this one. As you know, I spend a lot of time uh, within the APJ markets as well. So I guess just kicking everything off, it'd be great to have a quick two-minute intro to to yourself, Vic.
1: Thank you. I am um, based in Singapore. I come from Australia. I've been based in Singapore for my last three tours of duty, my fifth tour in Singapore. And you'd say, why do you do that? Because... Singapore is the nexus or the hub of Asia, Pacific, and Japan, not only just for taxation and transportation and location, but also for talent, for people who run a geography, uh, especially a software security geography from a ISV or an independent software vendor. I have been at C-Nantec, uh for over a decade. Uh, I've been at CI, technologies for just over seven years, and just over five years at Zimperium, uh, which is the leading technology for the mobile infrastructure and how to protect devices, networks, uh, and applications in the mobile infrastructure. I'm based in Singapore, and uh, I'm the vice president for sales for
0: Zimperium. Awesome. No, great to hear. And um, today's topic as well is uh, creating more confidence within the connected world. It's uh, a great topic to talk about because uh, the APJ market as well is is pretty unique in terms of the rest of the world. So I guess just kind of kicking everything off in terms of the, the situation, it'd be great to understand. Um, you mentioned Zimperium there, just a quick introduction to Zimperium and, and what you guys are doing and what's your mission.
1: At Zimperium, we secure mobiles may it be the device or the network application or anti-phishing software or or reverse engineering of applications prevention, Um, we prevent the mobile infrastructure, which is a PC or a a computer in your pocket, which everyone carries uh, for numerous organizations from leading banks to um, leading uh, government agencies. Uh, across uh, 16 different economies uh, across Asia Pacific and Japan. To put that in context, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this as a segue into talking about Asia Pacific and Japan, which has been my backyard uh, for the last uh, 30 years. Um, unlike other parts of the world, uh, the commonality or the um, homogenous way you see things work in perhaps other parts of the world does not exist in my backyard. Um, There is uh, no single currency. There is no single government. There is no single visa policy. um, And I often have a joke, uh, uh, except Australia and New Zealand, uh, we probably have border conflicts in every other given economy. Uh, so, there's opportunity when you're talking from a security standpoint. Um, number two, um, being so diverse gives us uh, opportunity, it gives us different sales cycles, it gives us uh, a wide variety of talent uh, that can be used uh, either in the country or in the sub geography or region or across the geography called APJ. But to find a common team short of Singapore Airlines is extremely difficult in my part of the world.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And um, there's there's a lot we can kind of unpack in in all of that. But I guess starting everything off on, on one of the key topics we wanted to discuss is, How can you actually influence security within the APJ markets? I mean, you mentioned you're working in 16 different geographies there in multiple different currencies, cultures. It'd be great to understand a little bit about that.
1: So when you go to the different markets that we operate in or that people like me operate in or the industry operates in, um, there is an importance given to local languages. Um, Does your software work? Um, in an L10N or localized environment, say in Japan or Thailand or Taipei or Hong Kong or China or whatever. We all take for granted, it's going to work in the English native language. That's the first thing uh, from a technology standpoint. Number two, and not too, too, too distant, is, is support. How do you support the customer experience Uh, right after you localize the software of the solution. Um, Number three, uh, unlike any other geography, except I would say Australia or New Zealand, uh, there is no direct way of doing business. We always have to go through a partner ecosystem. Uh, It's the currency conversion. It's the foreign exchange. It's local laws. It's withholding taxes so so the partner ecosystem including australia and new zealand is extremely important not just for zimperium but any um, isv or any software vendor uh trying to make a presence in in apj so to say and uh the third most important thing is um we have to be extremely cognizant of the fact that um we cannot transport or relocate or repurpose people, talent, or individuals as easily as possibly other people or other places can. Um, When you see what the drivers are, Elliot, uh, the drivers are coming from the needs of the users. Um, Security has become a boardroom topic these days. Uh, It's being discussed uh, from a risk perspective, from a compliance perspective, from a technology perspective, and also how different technologies protect different parts of your security infrastructure. Um, There is no DMZ. Uh, Identity has become the perimeter. Uh, The mobile is the one device that people carry and is the most powerful device in your pocket. If you lost your wallet or your mobile, you'd rather use your wallet. Um, But having said that, uh, it is critical for people to make sure that they use different technologies. um, and, And the old theme of defense in depth hasn't gone away, but that perimeter has disappeared. So people now have to operate on premise, have to operate in a hybrid cloud, as well as uh, people like us at Imperium offer all three options uh, for customers and organizations across these 16 different economies.
0: Yeah, no, for sure that's awesome, and um, I think there's a couple of points you mentioned there about the, especially about the partner ecosystem. Um, you mentioned it's really important, especially getting into different areas and different regions, which is which is so critical. But could you dive a little bit deeper into that? Um, you mentioned obviously the importance there, but why is it important? Just for just for the people that are listening.
1: For the last thirty years, I have never gone into a direct sale arrangement. With, with an end-user. You always try and position your products and talk about the importance of why you and why Imperium and why your technology. But you always fulfill, and hopefully at a stage you come to, you start having partners lead that conversation, not follow that conversation. And and it takes time to develop that. Uh, it's a difference between mindshare market share and margin you want all three of them but to get market share i think partners are extremely important to grab the mind share i think your own presence as the principal of that software and being present there with the partner is extremely important uh third and 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 not to be taken lightly is support something always goes wrong at two o'clock in the morning on a saturday <laughs> um, people like you and I are getting a tan on the beach as you can see um, <laughs> but the partners are always local, the trust um, the transaction um, the, the last mile of support is given by a partner ecosystem uh, which necessarily may not have to be massive and big but surely has to be qualified Educated, um, empowered, and, and resilient uh, at the local country level or a district level, even. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for in, sure. In large
1: countries like uh, Australia, um, India, China, um, you'll see that uh, you have to have it at a district level. Um, so, so the partner ecosystem is extremely important um, for a company to be successful. Uh, And not look at it from a deal perspective, but look at it from how to build a business out uh, two years, five years into the future. And they're not just a partner ecosystem, they're a multiplier effect. And I think the importance and relevance of that partner ecosystem is far more important than uh, what we do for a living.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure, and I think that goes on to the next kind of topic pretty pretty well in terms of every single uh, region is completely different in terms of their culture, um, especially when you're working with each of these partner ecosystems and each of these teams that you're building up as well. So it'd be great to understand a little bit from your perspective, how can you navigate and how can you really dive into the security aspect of, of each of the businesses you've ever worked at with these different cultures?
1: Um, at the end of the day, You have to have leading technology, but you also have to have the mind share of the partner before you get the mind share of the customer. Um, You can always go and have a conversation with the customer and nurture a sale, but to have the multiplier effect of a trained partner ecosystem is absolutely important to be successful, at least in the midterm and long term of longevity of the business. Um, The sales directors or sales um, personnel in a company always will help you uh, sell to the customer. But the power of selling to a customer with a partner or leading with a partner and supporting it with the sales infrastructure is extremely important. And there is no um, substitute for that, at least in my backyard. In every country, you'll find a different set of partners. Some could be boutique partners, especially in my business today. I come across not the large names, but boutique partners who only do mobile-based security or mobile infrastructure or mobile workspace. And and working with them today, I realized that those partners are not the same as the partners I had in the last job. So, so you've got to Recruit new partners, enable new partners, and it's an ongoing process. Elliot, it's not something which stops today. Uh, It's it's a certification that you give today, possible ten years ago, fifteen years ago, but today you have new products coming out, and you got to be twenty four seven with the partner in the trenches, uh, enabling them to secure an objective and win collectively. Yeah. and that's that's what ultimately will give you what you called more confidence in our connected world
0: yeah no for sure for sure I'd, I'd like to dig into dig into maybe some specifics there as well so especially when we're driving uh, the cultural aspect of the business as you know certain reasons in apJ is um you have to really act certain ways and you have to really dig deep in with the partner network as well. So it'd be great to just, especially from, from looking at, from a vendor point of size, say if um, they're looking to come into the APJ market, what would you kind of advise people in terms of working with different cultures within uh, your backyard?
1: Um, you've got to be cognizant. You've got to be educated. you got to be aware. You've got to be leading with an open mind, uh, like a good platoon commander. you got to be in the trenches. You cannot sit in an office and try and run ABJ. It's run in the field. Uh, most of our partners uh, across the last 30 years are niche partners who know their client base, who have the trust established with their client base, and you have to earn their trust before you walk into the end users, even if you know the end user. Number one. Number two, um, installation, implementation, support. And the last mile is always left to the partner. Uh, renewals are left to the partner. Um, and, and that's extremely important. Uh, a third dimension is in these days, which is um, the cloud. Um, where is the cloud? Uh, certain countries in my backyard don't have uh, an in-country cloud hosting option. Um, so you have to, Yes, you can go with the cloud providers and we are we are totally heterogeneous in providing all the cloud options available. However, um, some countries don't have that. And how do you then uh, make sure that an on-premise or a hybrid cloud option is available to that customer is extremely important. So data sovereignty has got more complexity in that. Uh, however, um, there are places across APJ where partners are leading the charge for us. Uh, they're establishing the government cloud in, in, in more than three countries where you're working with uh, the leading banks while you're using the government cloud. And I think our success lies in working with these partners in those economies to create that confidence uh, in, in, in this connected world uh, with 4.1 billion people in APJ
0: yeah for sure no it's um the importance of it as well as as you mentioned there being educated as well um really educating and, and walking into these regions as well knowing your stuff and not kind of pushing things on cultures that are not really accepting things yet you have to work around their ways of working so no, exactly. no i really really appreciate that Vic. Um, so i guess uh, going on to the recruitment side of things now um i know we was talking uh, last time about this about the skill shortage within the apj market now it'd be great to understand your, your kind of thoughts around this one because, of course, this is my area of kind of expertise as well, but I'd love to hear your thoughts and feelings around the score shortage, especially um, on the technical side as well. Look
1: at the, look at the top five economies uh, as of today. India just surpassed the UK as the fifth largest economy. Um, China, Japan, India. The three largest economies are the top five in my backyard. Uh, When you talk about these economies, they're growing uh, by consuming software through applications, through mobile devices, through connectivity, 4G, 5G. Some are leapfrogging from 3G straight to 5G. Um, So there's opportunity everywhere. Um, There are mega applications at play. Uh, the user bases are 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 with seven zeros at the back um, the user counts uh, the populations are connected the government services are connected the citizen services are connected um, everybody is now seeing connectivity without having to think about uh, the security aspect or the confidence aspect of that um, and there are applications which are not quite right or the devices which are not quite secured. And and at the same time, there are people who are asking for it. There's regulation which is demanding it. The governments who are enabling it. Um, there is uh, banking regulations around it. And there is government regulations around it, which will drive it more and more as people connect. And the skills that we need today are skills which understand their local cultures, which understand the local players on how they want the software to be secured. In each different economy, it's different. Um, I hate to say there is very little commonality, um, even between the English-speaking countries that I work across. So local talent uh, which can be transported in and, and plugged into larger projects uh, it's a good thing. However, talent is something we are searching for on a 24-7 basis on how to find people in the right economies. And, and by the way, uh, the talent is there. Uh, you just got to go hunting for it, literally, uh, to make things happen.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. It's um it's definitely interesting as well because when I work um when I work even in, in the APJ market, it's uh it's somewhat seen difficult to attract the right talent. But then again, you need to be working with talent partners or the people who know people and using your network extensively, especially when when moving into certain certain markets and regions as well, which um which is somewhat people miss. But no, it's um it's great stuff, Vic, and I really appreciate all of that. But I guess uh I guess just diving into a little more kind of depth around the question that I asked earlier about advice to uh, people moving, say, for example, a, a vendor looking to expand into the APJ network. And what would you kind of advise people to do before kind of expanding across? Um, and then after that, what would you do as the first year or two as, uh, as kind of advice as well?
1: Very good question. I'm sorry I answer in detail earlier. Uh, You're going to begin, APJ can be a myriad and, and you can get lost in it for years. And I've seen companies get lost. Uh, the first thing you can do is figure out where you should play and where you should not play yeah. uh, depending on your strength and uh, the software company that you represent uh, most people begin with Singapore Australia or the East Coast that to be specific uh, and that is more easier to approach um, and then diverse from either Singapore into the Southeast Asian market, or the North Asia market. And then there's a different conversation to be had, but Japan is a difficult market to enter, but also a very lucrative market. My market is defined by volume and value. And if you see, for example, Singapore is a value market, as is Australia, but when you go to India, it's a volume market. Uh, The only value and volume market you have in my backyard is Japan. We have 140 million people, and uh, Tokyo is the same population as Australia. So so when you start comparing all this, you'll soon realize that the volume markets and the value markets are played differently. And you've got to have a different sales play for those markets to capture exactly what I said, the mind share, the market share, and the margins. But Japan by itself is the same as Asia Pacific when you talk about the size and the yield. And I think um, people who are entering this market have to understand their strengths, where they can succeed to begin with, and have a short term plan to succeed in delivering the mind share and market share in those countries, and then have a long term or a mid term plan for countries like Japan. New Zealand, and others, um, which I include uh, most of APJ in, uh, which requires a different strategy. So you can't win it all in one game or one, one roll of the dice. It's a strategic, it's a very strategic venture uh, where you can enter and land and then try and expand into uh, the 16 economies we just spoke about.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. For sure, and that's critical advice as well, especially when um, I think companies sometimes when they're wanting to go over to APJ and even when they're wanting to expand into EMEA, um, they need to really assess everything before going into it. And you're right about their strengths and weaknesses and how can they kind of really dive into each of these markets and land and expand, uh, like you said, as well. So no, I really, I love it, Vic. And um, I guess guess just kind of wrapping things up today. um, I know we've gone through a lot of kind of information, which is really, really useful to a lot of the network as well. What, would you, what advice would you give to yourself um, when you was kind of coming up in your career? Um, it really kind of di- gives a detail to people who are wanting to expand and get into your kind of position as well. And I think it's really useful for people trying to progress.
1: Um, you've got to get outside your comfort zone. You cannot live in your comfort zone. You cannot say, I know everything. Keep an open mind. Uh, You got to trust partners, you got to manage partners, you got to manage end users, you got to hire the right people. Everyone makes mistakes. I have made heaps of them myself. But you got to quickly recover from that. And and the crew you had in the last battle may not be the crew for the next battle. So people have to always keep upskilling the people they have or higher outside the comfort zone, which many leaders don't. Uh, everyone comes with the mindset, "I know it all." Um, you got to be cognizant to the cultures around us. Uh, there is no longer what I call a pyramid, which exists, at least in our business, in our backyard. It is a flat organization where um, we are more of um, business enablers than anything else, and, and leadership. Is 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 at the center and heart of it. It is not management. You manage a process. You lead people. You lead businesses. You lead companies, and that's what makes us victorious at the end of this battle. And I think it is a it's a good time to come into APJ. It's a good time to begin um, the journey, which many people want to. Um, normally, it's between twelve to eighteen percent of the global business. I've been at companies where it's been. 25% of the business and can surely grow. But uh, as you well know, this is the future um, of, of the global economy. And the sooner people come and realize that, the easier it's going to be. Um, and, and that is my best advice to people, to, to figure out what their strengths and weaknesses are and then, and then begin their journey uh, and hopefully win across the entire Asia-Pacific and Japan market.
0: Awesome. No, no, I really, really appreciate that. And uh, great advice all through and through, Vic, with, uh, with all the information we've gone through today. So really appreciate you coming on, on the podcast. And yeah, no, thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Elliot. I really appreciate your time. And all the best. Stay connected. <laughs> thank you very much.